0: Hello, and welcome to The Way Things Used To Be. I'm your host, Don Williams. Whenever someone picks up a newspaper, I wonder if they realize what all went into making it possible. You have reporters, copy editors, people who operate the presses, and the brave souls who deliver them. I'm talking about the paper boy. I used to be one, and when I come back, you'll hear my first-hand account. That's coming up right after this short break. My first money-earning adventure was delivering newspapers. I had a paper route in an apartment complex not far from my house, so it was easy enough. I started at one end of a cluster of buildings and finished at the other end, dropping off about 40 newspapers on doorsteps. To get the newspapers, I stopped at what was called a substation. Actually, it was just somebody's garage with all the newspapers. The papers were already counted and stacked, so all I had to do was pick them up and deliver them. Sometimes they were as thin as a comic book, but on Sundays, look out! They were bigger than a Manhattan phone book. They also had to be assembled with ads before being placed in my shoulder bag so they could be delivered. Sometimes it would take more than one trip because they were so thick and heavy to carry all at once. The bag that I carried them in had a padded shoulder strap, but it pulled me down pretty bad when it was loaded. It felt more like a nylon rope pulling on my shoulders all the way down to my knees. There were days when the pavers were small, and it allowed room in my bag for my super cool cassette boombox. It cranked out tunes from Billy Squire and Ario Speedwagon, 38 Special, and other artists from the early 80s. Portable Walkman tape players were around, but they were way too expensive for somebody with my limited income. On really snowy days, my dad would take me in the old trusty 73 Volkswagen van. He would drop me off at the start of the route and pick me up at the other end. It was a nice relief to have a ride on days like that. When it came time to collect the money for the weekly subscriptions, I had to go door to door and ask for payment. This typically happened on Saturdays or Sundays and my weekend was pretty burnt up because of my obligation to the newspaper route. I had a little black flip book with tabs in it that I would tear off and give to the customer as a receipt. I then took the money that I collected and paid for the week's newspapers. Whatever was left over was what I earned. It wasn't much, but it bought soda pop and put coins in the games at the local arcade. Most of my customers were good about paying, but others were very difficult. Some would ask me to come back another time, and others didn't answer at all when I knocked on their door. Sometimes the music coming from an apartment was so loud that they couldn't hear me knocking on the door anyway. This was frustrating, especially when customers went several weeks without paying. Then I had to cancel their papers until they made good on their back payment. Delivering newspapers wasn't really my cup of tea, and after about a year I gave it up, mostly because I didn't make much from all the effort I put into it. In fact, the total amount of money I made in that year didn't even qualify for paying taxes. But then, what 16-year-old cares about income taxes, right? A lot of things have changed since going door to door delivering newspapers. Nowadays, you don't typically see a paper boy, so to speak. You see somebody in a car driving house to house putting them in a little newspaper mailbox. They don't even get out of the car. One time about five or six years ago, my wife and I decided to do what's called a community paper route. Anybody who knows what community papers are, they're just a kind of a waste of paper. They're just a weekly paper that comes out that's free, and it usually goes to anybody who subscribes to the regular newspaper. So my wife and I and our two children, James and Rebecca, we decided to hop in the van, load up on these community newspapers and try to make a little extra money. Well, in one day, it took us over four hours to deliver these newspapers all to the tune of 35 bucks. What a waste of time. We decided not to do that again. So as some of you are aware, I used to work in a convenience store several years ago. I even wrote a book about it. It's called Night Shift, My Adventures as a Convenience Store Clerk. Some of these stories for the way things used to be are coming from that book. This next story is right off of the pages. There was nothing better than drinking an ice-cold Coca-Cola from a glass bottle. When I worked at the convenience store years ago, a majority of sodas were sold in glass bottles. There was even a bottle opener mounted to the wall behind the counter, and it was routine to ask the customer if they wanted it open. Sometimes the neck of the bottle would break and they would have to get another one from the cooler. Sometimes, too, you had to watch out for a chip in the glass before sticking the end of that bottle in your mouth to take a big guzzle. Eventually, plastic two-liter bottles and even smaller plastic bottles started creeping in and it kind of put a demise on the glass bottles. You can still get some glass bottles of pop, but they're usually in a grocery store in a specialty aisle. And sadly, if you want an ice-cold Coca-Cola in a glass bottle, you can just bet that it's been imported from Mexico. Thanks, everyone, for taking this little trip down memory lane with me on the way things used to be. I really appreciate you listening in every week. I'd certainly like to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at donald9360 at gmail.com. Thanks again for checking in, and we'll talk to you next week. God bless.